this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Nigga, don't mind what you said. Wopped ass Gumby. <laughs> Crazy. Yo, my man texted me the other day, right? Uh, he's like, yo, what's up with your boy? I'm like, who? He like, a mean. He like, man, that nigga need to cut that shit off his head. I was fucking crying laughing. Like, look, man, the, the women like it then, bro. I mean, hey, don't, I'm judging me. Don't, <laughs> don't hit me because I'm beautiful. I'm like, man, cat hair out here, bro. That nigga cat hair. I'll be crying, man, when they can sit down and be like, look, that nigga can't hear out here. My shit. Hey, man, you can't. Yo, your, uh, your arm thing definitely looks like you are, you was about to start breaking. Yo, yeah, I was on. I had to see. Turbo and those on. But, like, none, none of these niggas even know what breaking is, though. Like, that's how fucking young everybody is. They know breaking, man. Break, because breaking is a West Coast movie. They're going to know it. Dude, Trey, you know breaking? Yes, nigga. And I just said that nigga Mad Max glove on. <clears throat> But they just, but which Mad Max, the original or the fucking joint that came out like eight years? The one that, he had, the, he could have been an extra in Tupac's California Love, nigga. Let's just say that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Yo, what's uh, am I tripping? Is there any good music? Like, not, not that there's not good music out, but these last couple albums that, that have come out, I haven't, I haven't really heard any chatter about anything. Am I, am I overlooking anything as of late? Like, somebody put me on. O- overlooking what? Like any music. Only thing I saw the buzz about was was Wale's album, but unless you riding with your chick, like it ain't no reason to listen to Wale's album. Nah, cause that shit ain't even all R and B. Like you, you trolled the hell out of that, but it was hilarious. We had a conversation about Wale not too long ago. I mean, nah, nah, nah. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm not saying it's uh, R and B, 
but it's it's very much a uh LL Hey Love Attack album album. I wouldn't even go that far because like he got bro, it's super commercial. But it's but but I think the content's still good enough to be better than ambition, which I thought was pretty probably his best I, one. I fucked with ambition though. I fucked with the album heavy. That's why I was like, how did you like how did you take like what how did you take that? Like you listen to it like like I mean, I, on a skill on like a quick like nah I'm throwing it off because like you know how like you can I could be kicking it with you I'll be like nah I'm rock with Davies and then like it, it it hit different when like I'm kicking it like and we just chilling I'm like damn what's this I nigga that Davies I told you to listen to like you know what I'm saying like did it hit like like how did you listen to it you know I think I w- I think I was expecting um MMG rapping on that shit I ain't gonna I ain't gonna lie to you. Oh, and that was me and me having that conversation. Like, what we was comparing Wale to, like a NBA player, and niggas was like, "Man, that nigga Wale, he ain't." I said he was a first time, like I said he was a one time All Star. Like that's why I was comparing. Mm. And, mm. and then, uh, he said, "Nah, that I, nigga, like, who'd you say he was?" I, I can't remember who I said, but right now I was thinking Kevin Martin. Nah, nah, nah! Don't do him like that. He's a one-time all-star. Like, I'm that nigga ambition, got- ambition was a dope album. I mean, you got Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Martin average like had a couple of years. He averaged like twenty plus points a game. I mean, yeah, but no, nobody was watching them games. Oh well, I might somebody was about to Just throwing that out there. Yeah, you called him McGlure. I mean, that's who it was. Yeah, like that nigga's a Jamal McGlure all-star. I was crying laughing. No, he, you know who he is? He's someone who thinks he's as nice as all the people who are actually nice. Kevin Love. So, no, because Kevin Love is actually nice. I'm trying to think, who is someone who thinks they're as nice as all the people who are actually nice? Like J.R. Smith, like Nick what? Young. He's like what? one of those guys. What was my man name that, uh, that, that, threw the, that, uh, that, that tried to get his own triple-double? Uh, Ricky uh, Davis. Yeah, Ricky Davis. He's yeah, Ricky, he told, Ricky Davis. He, told, he was the one that told LeBron when LeBron was a rookie, oh, you need to relax and watch these vets do this. Like, He's going to help us. Yeah, he's a, he, might be, he might be able to help us, right? Just think of like somebody outspoken, bro. It's not just outspoken, though. It's He looks at himself as a peer for Cole and Drake and he, and Kendrick and he's not. He's not, Draymond no. Green. Nah, no, because Draymond 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 Green's a, a integral piece to a. a no, to, but if Draymond Green went solo, no. bro, because he's a part of MMG. No, 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 no. Because Draymond Draymond knows, but Draymond knows who he is. This dude is insecure and is like sad. Why doesn't anyone Super give me the insecure. same respect and all like? That's not Draymond. Super insecure. That's Super not Draymond. Insecure. I ain't gonna do that to Wale. Wait, oh, wait, you don't think you, you don't agree? You don't agree with that? You don't agree? With maybe, that? maybe, maybe, maybe Dray, Draymond is a little far fetched, but no, I, I, I'm not doing all that. But I'm just saying you don't agree with the idea that he's an he, he, he is an insecure he's an insecure person who sees himself as a peer to guys who are not his peers. You don't you don't agree with that assessment? I think they I think the only relation the only relations he ever. The, the only relations he ever thought about that was early on. He ain't compared them since. He can't. Well, I mean, he wouldn't uh, even try. Yeah. Oh, that's another. <laughs> Come on. Even- like, like Trey, if he tried to compare himself to them niggas now, he everybody- would do it, though. He's not going to play himself like that, nigga. But that's he- what I'm saying. He would be playing himself. But me's point is, is that a couple years ago, he would have tried to compare himself to them. But y'all, uh, y'all trying to say the nigga trash, bro. Like, no, he- no, no. That's Wale not what I said. Wale is not trash. Wale has bars. If Wale is featured on, if Wale, if if Ross come out with a, if Ross comes out with a track 
I think that was my problem too because he didn't have a Ross. Um, he didn't have a Ross or, or or even a Meek feature, and I'm not even the biggest Meek fan. Say so how much you listen to it, and Meek bodied that shit. He said, "How many how many industry bitches I got to fuck with a culture?" That nigga verse on there is the craziest oh, verse fit in like the past three years. I must have. I must have. I must have. I don't know. Fuck this nigga, jerk, bro. I know you didn't listen to it, dude. I did. I did. I did. I did. I listened. Man, cause he he not even listed on the track, nigga. I think, I think, I think that's what I think that's where I messed up because I, I listened to like the first couple of tracks and I was like, you know what, this this isn't. I'm not in the mood to listen to this to this album right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm 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 in a I'm in a mode where I'm kind of like trying to be active, and this this is a ride out smooth ass smooth album. And I think that I, I then I look because Ross had tweeted out. Oh, yo, it's, you know what I mean? We got the me and Meek, we on the joint. I was like, all right, bet, let me listen to the Ross and Meek joint. At least let me listen to that. And I didn't see them in any of the uh, feature, you know, on the credits. I mean, not the credits, but, you know, on the uh, the list. So I just assumed they were on that joint. I, I mean, I, I'll i give it another spin. Because I, I, I genuinely yeah, like that's Wale. All, that's all you got to do, bro. I genuinely like Wale. Like, Wale, I was off Wale at first. I, I was late to the Wale game. And then, what was it? His Back to the Future mixtape. Ambitions, um, even um, even the John, um, what's the one where he's got the the little kid with the, the backpack Seinfeld? on his? Oh, the, I, was the the on his the I love that John. That's John's yeah. That was good. Yeah, Darren Williams. But Darren, Ryan, what, what his name was? But does Darren Williams looking yeah. at it saying like? At I one guess, point in time, he thought he was he was. He, at one point in time, he thought he was the best point guard in the league. Yeah, but at one point in time, he was the best point guard in the league. That's the difference. He was better than Chris Paul at one point. And at like, one point, that nigga was better than Cole, nigga. You, you nah, are nah, nah. So Matt. Come on, when he first came out, my nigga had all these fucking features, and niggas slided him out to like actually be something, and it didn't pan out like it was supposed to, nigga. Because he wasn't, he wasn't bigger that, than Cole. He wasn't. No, he wasn't. Nah. You're crazy. You know what? You know what? You know what? Like, like, look at, look, just look at, look at every single album. Like, go album by album. Like, he, there's no point where he had an album that did better than Cole. Nigga, he didn't have a bigger promo than Cole. The nigga performed at the Grammys, my nigga. The nigga had a Lady Gaga feature. I'm just saying, like, nigga, he was slated to actually have a good career, and fumbled. So you sound like you sound like he's Jabari Parker then. Like he was a high that's, draft pick and everyone thought he was gonna be nice. Any kid that's supposed to go, any nigga that go top three and fumble, he he can Andrew be the Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. My nigga, he had the the the, the whole cosign early, nigga. Like he was a part like, of the picture in the chat, nigga, with him, Drake. Ooh, like nigga, Okafor might be good because Okafor had that like, dope ass rookie listen, year. Listen, yeah. Listen to how listen to how I'm comparing this though. Not like cold shit. I don't like Sideline Story early, the first one. I don't like that one. After that first one, Cole took off. Like, nigga, niggas is eating his dust. Outside of Drake, his yeah, dust. But, but, but I originally, and start, and Kendrick, from start to finish, this nigga had the buzz. From Twitter to everything, nigga, from social currency, niggas is like, yo, Wale's that dude. The nigga had sneaker Twitter behind him. He had all these fucking coaches backing him for him to fumble. That album flopped. It was good. It was good, but it didn't do like it Which didn't meet. Fumbled? It Which didn't meet. Flopped? It didn't meet the standards. You get what I'm saying, Earth? Which album are you talking about? The flop. First one, Turner. That's fair. It could be that. 
see that where niggas are like, yo, this nigga is coming out crazy. Like his mixtape, like he slayed it on Smash, all the blogs writing about the nigga, and then it just fumbled down. He could be Evan Turner because Evan Turner coming out of Ohio State, niggas is like, yo, Evan Turner. And then he was Evan Turner. Not me, not me. I wanted motherfucking DeMarcus Cousins, but you know, whatever. Home oh I I should be a fucking GM, but that's another story for another day. But this is a, this is another story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. It is another story for another day. Yeah. Right, we ready to get this thing started? Guys are terrible at taking care of their health, man. Whether it's a knee injury, a back injury, or something even worse, guys are usually more comfortable just rubbing some dirt on it. The same is true for erectile dysfunction. Can you even believe that? Something that important? Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for erectile dysfunction online. Roman is a one-stop shop where you can get where you can chat with a licensed U.S. physician who can treat ED and, if safe and appropriate, ship medication right to your door. With Roman, there are no waiting rooms, no awkward face-to-face conversations, or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com BOM, complete an online visit, chat with a doctor, and if the doctor decides that it would be safe and appropriate, they'll shift the genuine medication right to your door in discreet, un. Mark packaging. Guys, go online and get checked by the doctor. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys don't tackle, but with Roman, it's really simple. So take care of it, man. Seriously, your lady's going to appreciate this. Or your guy, you know. Who knows? <laughs> For a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com slash BOM. That's GetRoman.com slash BOM. For a free online visit, GetRoman.com slash BOM. Welcome to another riveting edition of black opinions madam motherfucker uh i am your host amino hassan i'm joined with black trey big jerv and as always rob lopez on the ones and twos big waz is supposed to be with us but guess what we're recording this on opening night of the nba he's over at lakers clippers he's being a celebrity he's dapping up maverick carter and and rich paul and and jack nicholson and everybody and his uninterrupted hoodie that's right oh that's right (laughs) That's right, you know. He's the culture guy. You forgot. Shout out to Waz, man. Waz is the culture guy. He wears hoodies to uh to um to 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 media to to the media role. Um, you know what's fun what's funny is some I was going to ask you about edit about media etiquette. I was curious. Oh, wait. You don't you don't, yeah. don't ask a mean. Like why are you going to ask a mean? You think I mean cuz I have to do sons tomorrow, so I'm curious. So I was just like you know, me being on the side, you know what I mean, like how how do you normally mob? I mean, I've caught Amin in a Dreamville hoodie on TV before, and I'm just like, nigga, you could have dressed up a little, but uh-huh. I have to fit. No, but I have to. I have to understand on his side because after 35, 38 games, you want to be like, nigga, I want to be comfortable. So I'm curious on Amin's advice for future journalists, uh, you know, and their approach of looking professional. Because because Waz basically explained to me like, look. I went to uh, another venue and I seen another guy with a hoodie and he was like, look, he pulled me to the side and was like, look, bro, I don't dress up like these other niggas because I'm culture. And they know that I'm culture. Like I represent culture. So, you know, that's Waz's look, the culture. So he wears his hoodie and, you know, he's lax. Wow. Marcus Thompson said that, huh? 
and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I would say that, that that's right. Like you're not, it, first of all, you're not going to do a sports center after this, right? That's number one. So like off rip, I look at 90% of people, if you're not going to do a TV hit, there's no point. But then I think on top of that, when you talk about, um, especially what you are covering, you're not doing, you're not going over there to write a gamer and like come back and give 500 words about like what happened in the game and then hard hitting questions. You are like was, are you going in there a for the culture and B, even if you do do any sort of actual investigative journalism over there, it's gonna, probably going to be Trey talking to players that he knows and you want them to feel comfortable. So if they see Trey all of a sudden in a three-piece suit, it's like, what's going on? There's What's a catch? What's happening? Yeah, I look like a fed. Honestly, niggas going to narc me out. You got a wire on or something, right? But, you know, you're trying to keep them as relaxed as possible. You do what you, you know, you rock what you rock and you beat the black Trey. And obviously don't <laughs> don't wear no T-shirt that says, fuck bitches, get money or anything like that. But at the same time, I don't think you have to be out there with a collared shirt or anything like that. I was going to pull up in the uh, trousers with the turtleneck. <laughs> the Carl Yo. Thomas? You going to wear the Carl Thomas? He's like, what's wrong with this cat, bro? Pull up uh, on Kevin so, Ray tomorrow like, look, bro. What's good? <laughs> this, so, my, so, this my new get down. Trey, just be this, just be the sneaker dude, yo. That, on, on my little breeze stand, that's what, that's all the set I used to do. So, I used to always had the sneakers on. I, I to me, I always had the fresh sneaks. The most dressed up you should be is whatever Nick DiPaolo wears. Like that's to me, that's like the highest level of I'm yeah here for the a, culture. A, a bomber, you know yeah. what I mean? A bomber and uh, a solid tee and some some like some some joggers, but that like could pass as like pants yeah. because they're yeah. so dark. And then like. A, a good a good shoe but i mean he he he'll he'll normally not flip no sneakers though he'll wear some you know uh what's the uh i can't even think of the the joints now bro they like they're low top they're like business cash but like still could uh i call them monarchs cleaners. no bro <laughs> he said monarchs nah they're like they're like the the um common projects Have oh yeah, like creative recreation. No, they're not creative rec, though. They're like they're like they're like five hundred at Nordstrom's though, but they're uh, common projects. Like they're they're no no logo on them. Like they're like they look like Jack Purcell Converse, but like they're just you know expensive. When you like you know you you can tell a nigga got some money when he got those on, or he know a little. It's, it's a flex. It's a Nick it's, a, all, flex. it's an all purpose sneaker though. Like you know what I mean? You can wear it with like dress pants. You can wear it with like. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? But, like, Nick's get out, like, it, it works perfect for him because, you know what I mean? Like, it's not too flashy. It's not too crazy. Like, he can go do um, a, a lunch, a luncheon. He can do a dinner. He can go do business stuff or go on TV on air and wear it. And people will still respect it, you know? But that, that to me, that's the highest end of getting dressed that you should do. Like, that's yeah, I was gonna do, real. I was going to do bomber, bomber, a decent pair of, like, pants. And uh, you can wear jeans, just jeans. like jeans. Yeah, you can wear jeans, jeans, bro. Okay, I, I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, I'm just no, but I'm saying I would do it though. I'm a Levi's, uh, uh, not jean, not khakis, but like they're, uh, uh, what the fuck? They're, I think it's their five, their five, four, one brand, their five, four, one, uh, line or whatever. It's yeah. like, um, they're, they're not, they're not khakis because I think khakis, you know, 
I think of Carlton, like uh, loafers and shit. But it's it's got Banana that yeah, 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 yeah. But it's but it's got it's that material, but it it fits you like a like a uh, like a straight leg jean. So while while we're on this topic, which wasn't a topic, but now it is a topic. Um, have you ever been someplace where like you know like it's gonna be maybe you and three other black people, but you're like you know like it's really hard to get in the door, and then you're like the kind of the token, but then the new guy is like too hood and he might fuck it up for everybody have how do you handle that situation you know what i'm saying like where you're like like this nigga here man like he gonna he might fuck it up for us you know what i'm saying like how do you corporate america you said what that sound like corporate america (laughs) yeah well i mean in general we're helping this conversation is based on like someone dealing with corporate america you know what i mean like where you're like look bro like i'm gonna teach you the ins and outs but i'm gonna show you to do it the safe way you know what i'm saying like when i first was around the the machine you know what i mean and i, I got to hang around amin at his workplace it was like look and he gave me a few ins and odds of tips right in order not to like look crazy you know what i mean because i didn't have any media training and go to any walter cronkite school and journalism and things of that nature so to give you like the quick hitters and the footnotes how would you give somebody the footnotes but you know like this nigga can go off the rails immediately and kind of fuck it up quickly you know what i'm saying like how do you how do you still be hood but also like respectable like look bro how to like you know what I mean? Like if, if I'm out, wait, wait, what's, wait, hold on. What's the setting? Are we talking about an arena? Or are we talking about going no, out? Anything. Like I'm trying to speak for corporate America in general. Like if we're out, like, we can give it for right now the arena. But I'm just saying, like, well, say think- we're out. I see Logan Murdoch, but I know like he's a real bruh. But I'm not going to have that type of conversation with Logan right then and there. Versus Yo. us having another third homie in there that's really wild. He's never been in this setting. And we have to debrief him like, look, bro, this is how you mob in this situation. Does that make First sense? First of all, two, two years ago in the finals, I saw Logan Murdoch wearing a blue suit that looked exactly like the security that Oracle, uh, the jacket that Oracle security wears. Right. He was looking, he was looking like my man Mo Hunted. Right, <laughs> and I was just like, "Yo!" I, like every time I look around, I I show him my credentials. Like, oh, it's, that, it's just you, Logan. My fault. Like you can't, every like showing up the staples with a red jacket on. Like, come on, man, what you doing? Um, no, like, look, I, I'm really a big believer of like the venue, man. You know, if you come into an arena, I think given again what your role is. If I'm going in there as a culture person slash, I'm there to talk to players, or you know, or you know, to you know fraternize basically with players then i think then like a hoodie and some jeans that's fine a bomber if you want to dress it a bomber and a plain tee and some joggers that's fine the shoe the footwear you can literally we've reached a point where everybody wears everything now i think that's a big revolution now uh not just in the arena but in a lot of places people wear whatever kind of shoes they want to wear uh but in terms of like the dress code you can wear that in terms of going to work, like at a corporate America thing, again, that depends. If you go into one of those tech places, they're really relaxed, man. There's some place like Google let people come through in sweatpants because they know they got you for 15 hours a day or whatever. Yeah. They don't they don't really care. As opposed to if you go work for uh, Morgan Stanley or a place like that, then they want you literally shirt, tie, slacks, hard bottoms. And there ain't no amount of culture that you can like pitch them 
that that'll allow that to happen. If you're going right. out, get your ass sitting home trying to be cool. Yeah, exactly. If you're going out like to a club or to a party, I'm a firm believer that there's no such thing as a dress code. The bouncers are literally just profiling. They want to see: Do you look like a troublemaker or not? Do you look like they, someone I can squeeze extra money out of or not? Do you look like someone I just don't want to deal with tonight or not? They just want beautiful people in the I club. Think, I think all clubs should ditch the dress code, bro. They, 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 they kind of have. Still have nah, do clubs still have dress code here. outside of outside of Phoenix? Yeah, well, you know that's. But even that, there there is no dress code uh, trade. There is a the race code. But there's no dress code because you and I, we've seen the white boys walk in with shorts and J's on and tank tops. It's like, all right, you're good. And then me and Trey come in like, got a a polo shirt, collared shirt, right? Got like either like, like you said, like some some nice joggers that look kind of like regular pants or jeans or whatever. And whatever sneakers it's like, oh my God, you're wearing athletic wear. Like uh, that's, that's not because of what we're wearing. It's because they do not want us in there. And we could have come up in tuxedos, and they'd be like, "Oh man, uh, you don't wear uh, black after uh, Memorial Day." And like, they'll, they'll, they'll find a way to fuck with us. That's not their point. The, the dress code is not their point. So I really think dress codes, as far as going out, are pretty much dead. And I think dress codes in the workplace, in most places, unless you're working in a Wall Street financial type of or, or law law office type of atmosphere, I think they're dead there as well. Um, but you know. Uh, it, 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 you always kind of just got to play it by ear. Uh, there's another thing, though. There's another part of this is if you show up, if you manage to show up looking like you look and keep going back looking like you look, then you, you're, you're grandfathered in. So I'll give you a great example. I did highly questionable today. And Stugatz had to play the poppy role. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, poppy doesn't like every like tip. The, the way highly questionable started was Dan wanted to be like dressed down, but Bomani wanted to be dressed up. So then they told Dan, well, it looked funny if one of you guys is wearing a suit and a tie and the other guy's wearing a hat and a T-shirt that says 305 on it. So, that, so then Dan started getting dressed up. But Poppy was always kind of like, I, I dress like an old man, right? So then today, Stugatz was like, should I wear a jacket? We're like, no, because Poppy never wears a jacket. So when you sit in the middle, you should be dressed down. And said, well, if I'm dressed down, why don't I wear a T-shirt? They said no to him. And when he said that, Izzy looks at me and is like, I mean, he's wearing, I mean, he's wearing two t-shirts is what he said. Uh, but the reality is I wear what I wear because I walked in wearing dressed like that and no one stopped me the first time. And so now I'm kind of grandfathered in. I'm the guy that'll wear a Fiends jersey on air. Yeah. I mean, that's how I kind of teach now too. I remember getting a lecture when I first got hired as an assistant um, at my school. I would wear like shirt and tie with like, you know, dress pants and some dress shoes. Bro, once I became like lead teacher, man, I was dressing like the tech bros. Comfortable gray shirt, because you know, obviously Arizona's hot. Uh, a pair, a pair of pants. You know what I mean? Like I, I I'm, this year I, I've been running. Well, the past two years I've been running trousers because that's just a look with some with some nice socks from Uniqlo. What the hell are trousers? What's the difference between trousers like, and pants? Well, I mean, I'm just saying. Like when I say pants, I'm looking at it like. Pants actually go. They got pants actually them. got a crease and all that other stuff. The trousers just like flooded. The new look, you know, you see the young boys wearing like they're flooded. You can show off your socks. You can wear like anything. You know what I mean? Like they're plaid normally. They're like different colors. You got a, a gray. You know what I mean? Like it's it's literally like it's flooded, dude. It's like it's 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 cut to a, it's a, a ankle a ankle length pant. 
that's what it is at this point. It's an ankle length, length pad. It back stops like day, above call, the ball of your ankle. Back in my day, we called them Jones high waters. Well, it could be high waters. You know, I'm not trying to rename it, but high. I basically wear high waters with a comfortable gray tee. I wear nothing but gray tees. Keep it simple, and then whatever sneaker I want. Is it a fitted tee or you a muscle tee or another? <laughs> um, it's not. It's not fitted, but it's like not baggy either. You know what I mean? Like it's a decent size for me. Like I wear large t-shirts anyway, but you it's just soft. Co- it's, yeah, soft cotton. Okay. That's wow. it. You know what I mean? And I just mob Jer- like Jerv- Jerv- that. Jerv is over here upset what about me wear? wearing a large. We said, well, Jerv, Jerv, do you be wearing that, 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 that like tweed jacket and stuff? <laughs> Jerv dressed like a professor for real. Jerv definitely dressed I mean, like motherfucking Uncle I Phil. I mean, keep, keep, keep it funky. I mean, you've Uncle seen me Phil. in all types of different settings. You've never seen me in anything other than the most dressed up you've ever seen me is a polo and some motherfucking uh, like semi khaki type shit with sneakers on. I don't never, but I've never seen you in a, in an academic environment though, so I don't know. Oh, first of all, uh, what I wear on the regular is a polo, <laughs> some khakis, and some fucking sneaks. I've, I I you know, I do not get dressed up unless it's a black tie affair. I can't tell you the last time wedding. I wore a polo, bro. Nah. Well, I mean, I, I bro, I've been wearing. No, polo. I'm not knocking a polo, but I'm just no, saying. No, no, no. I'm just saying polo for me in Philly. I mean, me growing up in Philly, polo was everything, right? So I've been polos have been wait no no so I, you're actually wearing a legit polo with the horseman on it oh yeah like what the fuck oh, okay. the polo? Yo, ralph, ralph lauren you're talking yeah. about ralph lauren polo yeah. i ain't wear that yeah. shit since high school that's yeah, not in, but it, that's but, my whole closet is polo no but but nothing wrong with low low is you know oh yeah ralph, me, and, me and ralph that's my man's okay i respect shout, it shout out to ralph i, I, I thought i was waiting for Jer to say he wears his uh kappa jacket <laughs> Nah, with his cane, like hey, 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 dude. I think I've worn Kappa. Uh, I, I think I've worn some sort of like Kappa paraphernalia, maybe, maybe seven times in my life. Wow, no way. You're you're full of shit. No, no. You, you, how long, How many years were you in a Kappa in college? Um, well, I wasn't in college. I was after college. But really, this, this is twenty nine. Whoa, 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 whoa! This is a bombshell. You mean I you said, are I you are here? Before? Wait, you didn't cross it until after? Yeah, I crossed in uh, 2007. So I graduated you, college in 2003. So I gra- hold I, on. Yeah. Were you in graduate school when it happened? <clears throat> I just did a grad chapter. So you just repping the set like as like, like, uh, that's like, like gang, and, and that's like gangbanging like when you turn 25. No, five. no, not even Trey. It's like the NBA players that move to LA and then all of a sudden they start to become gang affiliated. Like, there you go. <laughs> You're from you're from North Carolina. What are you doing? <laughs> nah, I mean, but I mean, even even I mean, I because of the school I went to. So it's it's for me. I'm very much a product of my environment with everything that I do in my life, right? So for me, the school I went to, Hampton, the bros that were on the yard at Hampton, the bros that were on the yard at Hampton, Hampton wasn't very much. At least when I was there, it wasn't very much a, a paraphernalia. Uh, campus at least for campus right so for them i never really saw them wear uh paraphernalia Damn, so they, had y'all shook, they had y'all shook like that huh? wow. so that's all i knew right so when i crossed you know what i'm saying like I, I i even to this day like i think i wore i wore a uh because i'm in school now we have um we have like we have days where we you know they want you to rep your college and shit like that so because of because of the type of kids i work with and things like that i, I will wear 
I've worn a Kappa sweatshirt and I and I don't wear things that say Kappa on it. Like I wear things that it's like a subtle so like, you don't you don't have the jacket that has like I have I have my line jacket the 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 Germinator three or whatever like they always yeah, have like yeah, yeah. yeah I got that jacket but it's in my closet in the back of the closet Wait, so so Jerv you never had your ass whooped and you never had to like not take a shower for a whole semester and you never had like the whole like I mean, yes big brother so and so you didn't I mean, have any of that cap, stuff. cap Alpha Size and non Hazen organization dedicated to achievement brother so like uh, we, well, we don't we don't we don't do that bro well bro I can tell you y'all absolutely did it because it's dude named Dave Kramer I went to college with and he lost his little Kappa book and he got all upset because he thought we stole it and, and like, like I know the whole thing you, know, you well, can't 2000, two, 2007 was a kind of hazy year for me you know what I'm saying it's kind of hazy for me so I, I really don't remember what happened but hold on hey, no, but, cool, no, no, but, Jer, no, I ain't gonna put you out there bro I used to live actually not in the frat house but I lived with some sand so you know what I mean Kappa's yeah, I at that you. But I'm yeah. no, no, and my uncles are are sans too. So I know I know the whole get down. I ain't gonna say that y'all don't haze, Hold bro. On. But like, but like, but this is we're we're burning the lead here. Hold on for a second. But I already thought it was pretty ridiculous for someone to get their ass beat and not shower and do all these things just to prove to some other people that they're really down for the cause while you're in college. But to do it after I done graduate, I'm a grown ass man. Like I'm already got responsibilities hey man, when you, in my when, life. When you, hey. when you, when you're dedicated to something, and when you want something, you know what I mean? Like it is, it is well, what it is. But again, and he wanted in. But again, Cap Alpha Size and Nine Hates organization dedicated to achievements. Now you you got talking points like you with the Houston Astros. Yeah, my man, <laughs> my man definitely just oversold us. So maybe we can actually join now. <laughs> Yo, Jerv uh, is like the the army recruiter that comes to career day at your high school. <laughs> fucking higher learning. Join the Marines, young man. I even know you could do so, that, bro. I might go back and go join some shit now. Well, well, oh, never mind. I was about is to that possible? Over, but Bro, Bossa Nova. Yeah, apparently, it is. All right, Bossa Nova. It is. Hell. So, how many connections have you made through through, through Cap Episode? I've, I've made a million. I mean, that's how I know. That's how I know Mark. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you know he had. Yeah, Mark, Mark, Mark came in okay. after me. Yeah, so, so I was gonna tell you, like, my family for a while was not fucking with me because I I didn't want to be a noob. Right. I just I'm, I had I, I, I'm I'm a noob, right? So, so like so all I'm my family. Side of, listen, I what side I mean, of the family was this? I mean, <laughs> me, my mom's like, like, no, I mean my mom's brothers, twin brothers, my cousin, my uncles, they're all noobs, like. We've been noobs. Like, I've been trained to be a noob since I was 12 years old, bro. Like, I just couldn't do Wait. it. Like, so, so, so because. Yo, get, yo, get your ass Wun, like, hold on. So, the next level of Suwon is nooping? No, nah, it wasn't even that because, like, I didn't even know that that was even associated with it. Like, I can talk Jerv. Me and Jerv can have a full conversation. I know shit that I'm not even supposed to know. I know the fucking year. So no stupid. 11. 19, whatever. You know what I mean? It's January 84th, right? What'd you say? It's January 4th, 1911, right? Fifth. Fifth. So 
look, it's shit. I don't even supposed to know, bro. Like niggas, I lived in the like Sands crib. Like my uncle's frat brothers was my roommates, bro. Like, and they would have niggas come clean up the crib, like all kind of shit, bro. Like just to be down to the shit. And I'm just like, nigga, this shit is ridiculous. Like I don't get it. Like and like you know, obviously since I have a family, family members, they were. I was gonna get it the hardest. You know what I mean? Niggas is gonna make an example of me. And I just was not with that shit. Like, I just didn't think, I didn't find the logic. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I do understand it. You know what I mean? Because they built hella, like, relationships. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I understand, like, why, Jer, but, like, I've never heard of it being far removed. I was supposed to play at uh, Texas Southern. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I see Nick Adams, and I'm just like, nigga, no. I mean, I, like, I say this it's, it's, a, um, it's very humbling. Going through that shit, you know what I'm saying? Especially at an older age. And by older age, like I wasn't, I wasn't anything more than three, three years out of college. So it wasn't like I was like a, a 40 year old man. Jer, you know what I'm saying? Jervas, Jervas blue from old school. <laughs> That's oh, you hit that shit on the nail, bro. That's who he is. Uh, you know, it's cra- you know it's crazy though. Like I mean, shit. I, we've I've my, my chapter alone has brought in niggas has been like 40 and 50 years old. I'll be and, down right now. And them niggas, yo, at this out. point, sir, you gonna have all the niggas that listen to our shit go pull up. Like, yo, what's up? Pull up. I bet you some of them go home. Well, I'm sure, nigga. That shit takes a <laughs> that takes a mentality, bro. Like, are we are we, I, are we out of the Boston over now? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, you can come out. Yeah. And we're black. And and by the way, I just want to point out that I'm I'm glad that. I, I was able to make connections without getting my ass beat. Just don't throw that out there. <laughs> Just throw that out there. It's a, I must be blessed. I must be highly blessed and favored. But uh, speaking of highly blessed and favored, I do want to transition over to the live show. Uh, it was Saturday, October 12th. You guys didn't cover this last week, did you? Uh, I covered my bleak part, and Rob, oh, yeah. you tell us okay. exactly. Well, I thought it, I thought it was a, it was it was a tremendous time. I thought, like, first of all, what a turnout! It was our biggest turnout yet. Um, if you haven't been to one of these things, man, it's growing every single time. The community is growing. The community is strong. It's not just about coming and seeing us do our thing. It's not about the special guests that we have on stage. Uh, we had uh, Logan Murdoch from Bay Area News. We had uh, Samus Fendiari and and Andy Liu from Light Years. It's uh, it's not it's not a, that's cool and that's fun, but I think the the what I'm noticing is the fans are really getting a kick out of meeting other people who are into this thing like you are. And so if you listen to this podcast, I I, I can't like I'm gonna tell you right now, man. It it staggers me. I'm kind of surprised. The closest way I can explain it is whenever I meet somebody who likes Star Wars like I do. And it's like you have like a, a 15 minute conversation that everyone else is like, what the hell are y'all talking about? But, you know, that one person or however many people know exactly what you're talking about and can get into it as deep as you can get into it. And that's a fun feeling. Like if, if you listen to this podcast, you're a subscriber. Thank you. But, you know, one of the things is you should really come out and meet up with more people like yourself because it, it makes an experience all the more enjoyable. Uh, myself, I did three segments. I did we did bomb first with Logan Murdoch, uh, middle of the show. We did cinephobe, but we broke down uh, swordfish. We broke down a scene from a couple of scenes from swordfish, and then we closed it out. Um, me, Waz, Tom, and Ethan talking about 
internet patois, which I thought was actually my favorite segment. I'm not supposed to pick favorites, but this is something we've been talking about for a while behind the scenes and just about the idea. And, and by the way, it came to the forefront this week. I'm glad this is a nice little transition right here. We still talk about live show, but uh, did you guys see the, the Portland trailblazers behind the scenes video that they put out? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, the Portland Shout trailblazers, to the homie Amar, they put out a video. Like this is the behind the scenes of our, uh, of our uh, social media team and, and how they do you guys content. And, uh, Jamel Hill quote tweeted and says, you know, in the tweet, they said something on the lines of, oh, uh, it's going to feel really awkward because ha ha ha, we're awkward. And Jamel Hill quote tweeted and said, the awkward thing is y'all don't even know how y'all expose yourself. And what she meant by that was that there was literally nary a black person to be seen. Maybe a couple uh, that, that didn't play for the Blazers. All right. And, and so it, it, it ties into kind of something that we talked about privately but also, we talked about on stage, the internet patois, the idea of that there is a legion of, I'm not even going to limit it to social media coordinator content people, but just people on the internet that tweet a way that they don't talk. And what I mean by that is they use language that they've noticed takes off on Twitter that is usually right. originated by black Twitter. Right. But these are not black people. And it's not even like, Tommy from Power, where it's like, yeah, but you know, I grew up around black people, and this is how I talk. If it was like that, I, I don't have a problem with it. But I think the bigger issue is like, you meet these people, like, oh my gosh, hello, how are you doing? And then on the internet, like, keep that same energy. You hate to see it, and all and all those things. And that's the that's the disconnect. And so we had some fun pointing that out uh, on on the stage over there. Um, I'm trying to think what else that we did in the live show that really popped out there. We're doing more and more multimedia stuff, but we're breaking down videos. I know, uh, Ethan and, uh, and Andy and Sam broke down the Kevin. It was a Kevin Durant shitting on Ethan in the press conference. Is that what they did, Rob? Okay. Rob, <laughs> what'd you say? No, I'm here. What'd you say? Rob over here watching his game. That's a good ass game. Um, Rob's playing Fortnite. Yeah, <laughs> I said, Rob, they, they broke down the, the Kevin Durant shitting on Ethan video, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's just fun stuff that w we can't do on a podcast because it involves video and visuals and stuff. Uh, so definitely come out and check out the show. Um, again, we had a, a, a record for us size audience. Next, next one is going to be in L.A., I believe, after uh, the new year in 2020. Um, look, LA is a fun town, so it's worth coming out and birthday sharing. Season, baby, yeah, yeah. Is that when's your birthday? January 10th. Oh, I don't think it's gonna be that early. Well, I mean, I'm just saying in general, last time it was uh, on my birthday when we was in LA. I, I disappointed y'all last LA, yo. I, I'm not gonna disappoint y'all this time. Yeah, you, can't, you can't be out there scared, Jerf. Oh, like, no, no. Well, Jer just had to make the trip in general, man. Like, just yeah, you know, I, I, or, or, or 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 under the uh, so like coma, comatose. <laughs> oh no, I'm good. I'm 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 certified with with that LA. I'm good, bro. I can, I can handle mine. Now now you, you you got your tolerance up. Oh yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I, I, yeah. I had my comatose experience one time out there, and I'm I'm good next time. Yeah, it hits, it hits a little different. <laughs> 
internet patois. But uh, oh, yeah, I, I'm interested to hear from people who have been to the live show, particularly this last one, to leave drop us a voicemail on the hotline and let us know. Like, hey, I really, I really enjoyed it because of this. And by the way, that hotline number is. 914-269-8547. 914-269-8547. If you were at the live show, you want to explain how awesome an experience it is to everybody else. Or maybe you want to shit on it. I'm equal opportunity. You didn't like the live show? Let us know. I want to know. I want the feedback. We definitely want honest feedback. 269-8547. Uh, so uh, if we don't have anything else, I want to move on to a story that I think I would say divided the chat today. Would, would, would you guys agree? Uh, there's a new story. A new story that Suge Knight basically uh, gave Ray J the rights to his life story to create and produce whatever he, he can out of it, so that Suge Knight, who's still behind bars, can make some money for his family. And well, it's like it's a, it's a story a lot of people have talked about. A lot of people covered it, you know, over, over the last few days. But I was so intrigued because the way that Trey, the way that Trey pitched this was, and I quote, "Here, look, let me scroll up here." Uh, yeah, okay. Rob Lopez says we got to do something on Ray J today. Trey says for sure. I want to tap in with the legend. At which point, John Gervais says, who is the legend? (laughs) Trey said, said, Ray J, put some respect on his name. And then this is the long list of things. Please read off the introduction. Drum roll, Rob. Make sure you add the drum roll to here. Insert drum roll. Here we go. This is the Ray J resume, according to Black Trey, who is calling him a legend. Ray J is Brandy's little brother. Grew up with Snoop, Big, Tupac, (laughs) and Shug. Is a blood. Dated Whitney Houston. Made Kim Kardashian famous, had several bops, pushed Princess in the pool, then married her. Made Scooty Bike a million-dollar company, owns Sug's life rights, and he's only 38. You're not touching his 38 years of life, LOL, and don't forget about Raycon. That is an impressive resume that is completely deflated by one fact that the first thing you said is, Ray J is Brandy's little brother. That's, that's it. That's, it, man. that's everything right there. Nah, nah, I'm not gonna water it down, bro, because he gave us some classic moments, especially but the that's, fact. Trey, that's the first thing that came to your mind, though. He change his beanie and cutscenes. Well, let's not forget about that. Have you ever seen that 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 clip? The nigga changes his beanie four times, nigga, in a cutscene. I don't even think that was possible. Yeah, and, and loving hip hop. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, look, he's funny. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a very entertaining person from like a. Ha ha, you know, I, I like hanging out with him must be very fun. Um, but think about this: this is the same dude on his own track on the feature with Little Kim. Little Kim said, "Ain't that Brandy's brother?" Like, it's, you know, it, it, it's crazy, man. Like the dude doesn't even get respect on his. He own. also is the he also is the first artist, first West Coast artist to have a Neptune's track. Was that it? Was that the one? That, wait a minute, yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Inspire Snoop to go work with Pharrell and get dropping like. Dun, dun, dun. I'm, I, I, I'm glad that Snoop needed to listen to Ray J's track to figure out the. the, the I mean, the that beat's nuts though. I mean, what? look. You what you say? That beat was nuts. 
Of like, course, no. that's my point. All their beats were nuts. Like the idea that he had to wait for Ray J's one to come out, but all the other ones he listened to, like I'm not sure. I don't know about that one. Hey, come on, man. The dude, the dude, like it's not like Pharrell was some unheard of producer at that point. Like the dude had banger upon banger upon banger. Uh, dare I say, Snoop would have probably ended up with a Pharrell beat anyway <laughs> if Ray J never existed. I don't get me wrong. Ray J is definitely he's definitely lived a life, right? Oh but yeah, think, oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I think where you, I think where you, in my opinion, had it fucked up is when you use the word legend. To me, I mean, I it's mean, it's loosely used in 2019 anyway. Why okay, can't? Okay, you? so yeah, okay. But Kurt, no, 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 Kurt, no, 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 Jerv, I'm gonna accept that. Trey just said I'm using it in the 2019 version of it, in the same way that when I see uh, Josiah Johnson. <laughs> he always says, "What's up, legend?" I'm not really a legend, but it's just a nice way to call people that yeah, you like. Bingo. Okay. All right. I'll accept that. I'll accept that. All like right. I thought, I thought you was actually I mean, here stumping I mean, for listen, like him. At the end of the day, because like think about it. If something happens, right? It's something like we see something funny, but like, oh man, that dude's a legend. It's not literally saying like, "Yo, he is like Jordan, nigga." It's like I'm gonna. But, I know, but I'm just saying in the chat, you made it seem, you, it, it felt a little bit like you were trying to say, like, this guy. For, for eight and for the nigga to be forgotten as a little brother, the nigga still accomplished that bullshit. Look at other what, little brothers. What, time out. Yo, that wait, nigga's a disappointment. But Trey, he's not forgotten as a little brother because the first thing you said was he's Brandy's brother. No, but what do you get what I'm saying? Like normally, like a Tito fucking Jackson, nigga. He's not Tito Jackson, bro. He has more accomplished shit under his belt under like by himself. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm, he's like Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, mean, okay. yes. He's, he's not Tito. All right. But he's also not Janet. He's definitely not Janet. Nah, nah, he's not Janet, but he gave us one wish, bro. He, that nigga not Latoya. Yeah, he, he gave he gave us one wish, and then he he sang it in Floyd Mayweather's house, <laughs> which is just next level awkward, man. Like I get it, he got paid, but sometimes like you say, hey guys, can we turn the cameras off? I'll do it, but like I don't want to be on HBO for this. Not, I'm not going on twenty four seven for this. And he made Breakfast Club go viral. Now that yeah, he did, he made it go viral by like acting like it wasn't like. First of all, he got no benefit out of it. Second of all, it, there's there's a difference in going viral because you did something really cool, and he went viral because he was the butt of the joke. No pun intended. That was the beef for him and Fab, right? Yeah, he he, t- he told him he got booty bandits. Like, come on, man! Like, the, no one's looking at Ray J after that like instance. Even though, yes, it blew up the Breakfast Club's profile tremendously. No one looked at Ray J after like, man, that dude is so cool. Man, he re- he really held it down on the Breakfast Club. He's literally a troll at this point. He knows he's a troll. Well, now yes. Who's more, at the time? Who's more important to the to the culture, Soldier Boy or Ray J? Don't ask Soldier Boy that question. <laughs> Shit, I mean, Soldier Boy was in one of the most legendary shootouts of all time. According to so it might be him. At the bottom of the stairs, and then he went, "Ah, oh. <laughs> yo, Rob, you gotta, you gotta clip that. You gotta put that in there." I'm in the studio listening to some beats. All I hear is boom, real loud. Instantly stop the music. I just hear motherfucker run. I hear. I hear doo get my, my partner say, man, who the fuck in, who the fuck in this crib? A-Rap passed me the pistol. Bam, I look through the door. 
I see like three, four niggas running through the crib, all black mask on, running through the crib and shit. One nigga run to the front door. I hop out, I start shooting. Bow, 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 bow. Shot the nigga. Bow, shot his ass. Bow, 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 bow. All the niggas run out the door, they run out the door. This nigga on the floor. Walk up to this nigga, take his, take his mask off his head. Looked at it, saw who it was. I'm like, damn. Shot his ass again. Bow. He screaming and shit. Ah! Oh! I shut the door. I can't do it justice, man. <laughs> That's one of the greatest shit. It is one of the greatest shit. And didn't get charged. That's my favorite part. <laughs> he's like, took everything. He's the, the man. Like, pow. Pow, pow. <laughs> I mean, I, I, honestly, 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 on some real shit, you can argue a soldier boy to the culture. Soldier boy changed. Soldier, oh, before before we go there, soldier boy changed like music for a tough minute. He invented ringtone rap. And, and, yeah. and Ray J flipped a sex tape. Yo, man, yo, my my homie on the block has a sex tape. But I but I think this is this is a problem. This is the problem with saying that. It's is that Ray J flipped a sex tape, but he didn't benefit, right? Ray J no, blew she up the but yeah, she did. Ray, Ray J blew up the breakfast club, but he didn't benefit. They did. Ray J did all these things, wait, but wait, he wait. doesn't he, he doesn't sold, benefit. He sold he sold that tape. I'm, no, I'm, but be, but benefit meaning like like fucking Kim Kardashian's like life changed after that sex tape. Fucking the Breakfast Club went from being a, Honestly, a solid New York show to, yeah. to, to, to a, a national fire. show. Yeah, like like I, I tell I'll tell you what Ray J. Like when you said the Scooty Bike thing, I was like, you know what, you're right. That was one where I'm like, because What's the Scooty Bike. Scooty Bike is like the it's 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 the it's kind of like a, the li, the lime and the birds and all those things, but it's a bike instead of a it's like a sit down bike instead of a scooter, but it's electric, right? And I see I be seeing them all over LA. And that was one thing I remember when he introduced it like five years ago on Love and Hip Hop. And I was like, that's that shit looks stupid. And now it's everywhere. And I'm like, you know what, man? He was on top of that. And like, that's the kind of thing where like I respect the hell out of that. Right. That's one where it's like, OK, this dude had his eye on an industry because at the time there was no lime or burger or any of those things. He had his eye on that market before it was really a market. And so I give him great props for that one. That's a good one. But like. Calling the Breakfast Club and, and acting like a fool, and then like they become the biggest show in the and basically drugs, the nigga. Show in the world. Drugs, drugs. Uh, you know what? I mean, like, hey man, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yo, Charlemagne. What up, my G? Envy. What up? What up, Ray J? Happy? What happened, man? Ray what J, the hell went on? First? Are we live? No, 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 yes. no. We, we, yes, yes, yes. We live. Yeah. Okay, so I ain't gonna curse, but these punk faggots. And excuse my language, but you know what I'm saying? Be whoever you want to be. Love whoever you want to love. I didn't mean it like that. I just meant when you want to disrespect me and the money team, and we got seven Rolls Royces outside, and we just made 350 racks on the... Don't disrespect me. I'm going to smack you up again, fool. All right, so Ray J, let's what I'm saying. Niggas, niggas saying Ray J got beat up? I shot that nigga in the face, my nigga. So you punched Fab in the face? One time. You, hey, 
all I'm saying is if you got Fab number, tell that nigga to send a picture of his face right now. Wow. Okay, okay Ray J, let me ask you. So this is what happened because you didn't like these bitch ass niggas. You didn't like what he was saying on on Twitter, like making nah, jokes. Like, look, don't disrespect me and Floyd like that. I play piano on that motherfucking piano every day. That's my big bro, nigga. We grew up together. So if you think I just came over there and sang a song, you got me motherfucking twisted. I'm always over there, nigga. Remember, so, we on there, Ray. We on there, Ray. You can't curse me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Envy. So, I'm sorry. So go ahead. So, I'm so, sorry. Are we live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're posting me. Time? What happened? What? I said, so you you went up to him at the, at the party. I'm what, with the what money happened? team right now. We are over uh, here. I swear to God, he running from me right now. I had a hundred fools outside a moon right now. He never left the club. He was scared up in there. He tried to call the police. So when you hit him, what did he do, right? Nothing. He fell back because he's a sucker. Okay, I'm now, Ray J, let me ask you. So he didn't, he didn't hit I, you look, back? Look, look, check this out. No disrespect. Like, shout out to my big bro, Diddy, because he tried to really be like, look, they was just going in on you. And, and, you know, it was all fun and games. Shout out to Kevin Hart because, you know, he a comedian. But Fab ain't no comedian. My homie saved his life when he was in L.A. His life was threatened by my other dudes. And my other homie saved his life. So how dare you even speak disrespectful to me? You know what I'm saying? And that's just what it was. So when I seen him, I was with Floyd and 50, and he tried to say, don't touch me. And I touched that nigga. Straight up, the fifty I'm with him. The fifty instigate the fight. Listen, I got I got detained tonight. I got kicked out of the motherfucking Palm Hotel. Police arrested me, handcuffs. Listen, I said, look, y'all gonna take me to jail, or can y'all just unhandcuff me and let me hop in my ghost and get up out of here? They said, that's your car. I said, I'm cool. Can you handcuff me? I gave it. You know what I'm saying? I looked out for him and I was out. Now, Ray J, let me. So, did Fab at all his people, or did he hit you at all? Nah, look. My team don't play. If you disrespect me, don't come to the West Coast. So he in Las Vegas, and he tried to disrespect me. Well, well we, heard Fab, we heard Fab headbutted you, and people are head, upset head because he had his guard down. Come on, my headbutted me? So, so Listen, so, I swear, listen, you call that fool right now. We can get on the phone right now, and he'll tell you what it is. Because he know my big homies is on his bumper. So he gonna apologize on the Breakfast Club. Charlemagne, Envy, uh, listen, mm -hmm. you know y'all my dudes, right? Right. Yeah. I'm gonna make sure he call up to the Breakfast Club and apologize for his actions. Cause I'm not playing, man. You niggas think I sing songs and and run around here and do dances? I don't play that shit, man. You not Omarion. For real, Ray, just, don't go to jail. It ain't nothing. Ain't worth going to jail, no, man. I know. And so this this what happened, right? Everybody told me to calm down. I'm back at the crib. I got kicked out of the palms. I went back up to the palms. Listen, my homegirls is rolling GT Bentleys. He got a 97 GT. Come on, my <laughs> Listen, but Ray, you know, condo, nigga. You, you know when you come to New York. I got a 20-foot square, listen, 20,000-square-foot crib. I got an indoor pool, an outdoor pool. I got an indoor basketball court and an outdoor basketball court. This broke-ass, bitch-ass nigga, I swear to God. Now, Ray J, just one question, listen, though. When I hit Slay, he ain't going to be able to even stay in his own town because I got some goons out there that's going to get him, too. All right, Ray J, let, but let me ask you something. You know that Fab jokes around on Twitter all the time. Fuck like that nigga. Fuck that bitch-ass <laughs> nigga. He can't joke on me, nigga. That nigga's a broke-ass nigga. He called me. I let that nigga borrow my Lamborghini for his video in L.A. That's 
my word. Ask Clue. Hey, I Rick. let him borrow no. my Lamborghini. I let him drop my top. He can have that shit. That's old. I got three new Rolls Royces outside. And I'm tired of being humble with niggas. I'm tired of being humble, and I'm tired of being low-key. Now I'm about to pull my motherfucking whips out. I'm about to show y'all what my crib looks like, and I'm about to roll with my niggas and smack niggas up that's talking about <laughs> 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 That's what I'm talking about. You guys, come on. We don't, we don't want anything. We don't want anything to happen, Ray, you know, Stay out of jail, Ray. You know, hopefully we can squash this out. Blank. I don't give a fuck about nothing <laughs> but making money, making good product. I create my own TV shows. All my cars is paid for. All my cribs is paid for. I got pink slips on every one of my whips. You can come to my shit and see it. I'm stamping all this shit. Charlemagne know me. That's my big homie. My man. We go way back. So he know when I call him, I'm going to give him the exclusive shit. And I'm tired of playing games with these niggas. When I see Fab, he know what it is. Charlemagne, that's my word. He going to call up to the breakfast club. And he gonna apologize. Did it, did it, did it. Damn. All right, Ray, oh, Ray. Let's, Ray, we appreciate you calling him, Ray. Ray, don't go, go get locked up, Ray. Do yeah, not Ray, get they calm down. Ray. Just stay in the house. Already got locked up today. Already got locked up. But don't get locked go, up yeah, again, Ray. Go, go smoke something, Ray. Go smoke something Already and calm down, brother. Up. I'm ready for this nigga, man. All right. Straight up. Thank, <laughs> thank, bitch -ass nigga. thank you, Ray. Man, I hate you to see people so mad like that. I don't want Ray to do nothing crazy. You know what I'm saying? want to talk shit. I was with Puff last night, and I said, Puff... He said, listen, if anybody talks shit about me, I'm going to smack them niggas in the face. And I said, you know what? You know, you right. If who can't squash this, then it's over. Now, we're going to squash it. We need this to end peacefully. The only nigga that can squash this shit is DJ Clue. We're going to make that happen. Who the hell Clue? We're going to squash this. Charlemagne, Envy, Angela Yee, I promise you, I'm going to have Fab call up there, and he's going to apologize to the Breakfast Club. He's gonna apologize to me for being a broke ass bitch ass nigga. I now, got six Rolls Royces outside, two Bentleys. My girlfriend. This gotta end peacefully, Ray. Playing games with this shit, nigga. And I like I like Ray Z a lot, so you're right. Fuck this nigga. Fuck Talk to him, pop. Fuck that whole team, nigga. I'ma smack the shit out that bitch ass. Now we gonna try to get Fab now, on the line and squash the nigga. Let's get Fab on the line right now. I'll smack the shit out that nigga. You can't smack him over the phone, Ray. But on the phone, that like niggas, and they gonna wait that nigga. Bring that nigga over and stick it in that nigga booth. All right, all right, all right, Ray. Oh my God! Oh my God! All right, we gon' we gon' squash this out, Ray. Appreciate you calling. I don't give a fuck. We gon' talk to him, Ray. But drugs, nigga. But you know, speaking of that, Ray J does keep some gas with him, though. But also, like you said, Whitney, like yeah, he had Whitney, but he had Whitney when she was like in a prime. That wasn't our Whitney though. That was that. That was no, but that was not even that was not even new Whitney. That was like literally Whitney at the end. Like first of all, she was sixty or whatever the hell age she was. Like it wasn't like that's that was a, fine that's ass sick Whitney. Act, she, to say she, that you had Whitney back then. But I'm just saying, like, like, who, like that you were the one that was banging her when she died. That's that's. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like, everything about Ray J, like every accomplishment other than like the electronic stuff, you could kind of flip it into a joke. You see, that's why. That's why I'm like, it, I I can't like have like this amazing level of like, oh my god, this guy's so so incredible because everything he's done is like, yeah, but it's also a punchline for a joke. And and I get it. You can make a lot of money in today's society by just being okay with being a punchline for a joke but it uh, just i don't know man it's it's not quite the same
I guess that, that that would be my my. I mean, he's he's lived a life. But Shout he's lived a life. Jay, he's lived a life. He's lived a life, and 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 I've always thought this. He he looks like a guy who knows how to have a good time, and I'm not talking about the drug stuff. I'm just talking about he looks like a guy like. If we went out with Ray J, forget about money or like uh, like we're gonna have bottles or whatever. Like you're not gonna be, he's not gonna be the one sulking in the corner and like bringing the party down. You're gonna have a good time. Like oh man, what happened? Oh, we went out with Ray J. It was hilarious. Man. We went out and we got some 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 uh, cheesesteaks and then he threw the cheesesteak at the waitress and then we all ran out and laughed. <laughs> like like he's he reminds me of like that kind of person. Like oh man, you always have a good time when you're out with him. Um, he strikes know, me as he, he, you know, he strikes me as the guy if you go out with him. He might get on your nerves though, because it's funny at first, and then it's just like, all right, bro, chill out. Like I, 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 I you, you know, who he is Jerv? He's a guy that you you hang out with like once every three months. Yeah, you can't do it every weekend, but you do it every once in a while, and that's just the right amount of racism. <laughs> it's just enough. And then he calls you the next day, and it's just like, ah, you're like, oh man, I, I, I gotta, take, I, I'm going with my mom. I'm going to brunch with my mom. <laughs> you gotta come up with some excuse. <laughs> Shout out to no and you know what? I, no. You know what? Trey, I've turned around, man. Like, why am I, why am I killing this guy for having a good time? I, I don't I know, bro. I don't know. I take, back. I take it all back. You know what, man? Like, if if I was, if my older sister was like just out here, like dominant, literally a super mega star, you like, would be walling too, bro. You'd yeah, be fucking yeah. like he's basically. I don't know if you watch Succession, but he's fucking Rome. He's Roman. Is that is that Macaulay Culkin brother? Yes. Yeah. And that's another situation. That nigga Macaulay Culkin brother. So, so basically. Basically, he's Johnny Drama. Uh, no, because Johnny Drama was the older brother. Um, got you, got you, got you, got you. He's, 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 you know who he is? Oh, man, I'll tell you who he is. What was Michael Vick's brother's name? Is he Marcus. Reggie Miller? Marcus. No, Marcus. He's no, because Reggie Miller's one of the greatest ever to do it. But, no, but, but there's an argument but that Reggie... But Cheryl... But Reggie wasn't as good as Cheryl. There's an argument that... He, was, but he wasn't as good, but he's still, at his craft, he's one of the best to ever do it. Yeah, like and also, was Reggie one of the best trolls ever? Okay, I'll give him that. Damn, Jerry, he's, be- he's better than six nine. I'll tell you that. You smoked a man weed and shit on him like that? That's crazy. Hey man, he had some he had some long green shit I had never seen. Oh damn, I forgot about that. that. So Jerry, you want to tell us the story? We were at this um, it was this beach house in Virginia Beach. We were in college, and I don't know how I don't know why it was a mansion. I don't know why Ray J was there. Uh, Ray J had, uh, you know, everybody was just doing the thing and Ray J's pulls up, Ray J's kicking it. And Ray J has some of the most lime green shit I'd ever seen in my life at that point in time. Is that natural? Listen, he rolled that shit the fuck up. Uh, people inhaled it and I will always dap him up for that right there. Because at that point in my my life, that was the best shit I'd ever had in my life. Now, granted, I'm, I'm older now. I've been around the world. I've seen some things. I've been to L.A., (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I've been to Canada and there's some shit out there, but you know, at that point in time, Ray J had the best uh, gas I ever had in my life. So shout out to Ray J. You know what, man? Here we go. Full retraction, full apology. Ray J, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, my bad, Ray J. You yeah, know, I can't, you, I, can't, I can't do that. Yeah, I, like, you, yeah, yeah man. Because Have ultimately, heart, I thought to myself, like, why, why, why am I picking on somebody for being just a general, all around, like, fun loving guy? Like, I, would, I, would I respect him more if he was out here telling Floyd, hell no, I ain't playing the song. And like just hitting the keys on the piano and walking out like, not really, man. Like, like you know, you know how much fun they probably had that day? The nigga played keys on the t- piano. Floyd probably brought all them women over to throw that money. My man 
Listen, man. I have a heart for Ray J, man. Yeah, man. He created, man. He's dangerous from Master Homies, bro. You know, yeah, he, he, he definitely, oh, he definitely <laughs> did that. Wow. Oh, hey, you know what? Yeah, you know man. what? I take it all back. All back, Ray yeah. J, Yo, shout out to Ray J. He came up with the greatest line of all time. She smashed the homies. He made, and let's not forget the, the 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 seminal track. I hit it first. I hit it first. That's one of the greatest. One of the greatest distracts of all time, man. One of the greatest distracts of all time. Which, which, by the way, never got a response, right? <laughs> it was about it was the Reggie Bush, right? Reggie, it was, no, was it the Reggie Bush? I thought oh, it was, was the Kanye. Yeah, I thought it was Captain Red Hat. Oh, excuse me. Now it's Pastor Red Hat. It's Reverend Red Hat. Hey, I I hit it is crazy. I, yo, speaking I of hit it, I hit it, I hit it, I hit it. You won't see him. You won't see him this weekend at Hampton. I tell you that much. We don't do that. Howard. So, yeah. Oh, that one because Howard. Yeah, he was playing. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fuck out of here. You won't see him. No MAGA hats at Hampton Homecoming. Shout out to everybody. Going hey, what you cool with him though? Were you okay with that jerk? I'm not, no, no, no. I said I like the Sunday service. I'm not cool with the red hats, though. I, then this, he going to come up on uh, HBCU campus and still talk. I mean, shout out to him. He's still talking his talk. He don't care where he is. I'm canceled, nigga. I'm canceled. I'm out here. Yeah, he was getting he it off. Yo. All the, all the stands yo, speak, out there. Speaking of Sunday service. Oh, last, yeah. Last week. You know this. Everybody yeah. been waiting on this, brother. Let's talk that talk. The finale for the, I, I'm going to go ahead and call it. The hit show on HBO, Life's sure. Gemstones. Mama told me not to, I did anyway, misbehaving. Daddy said don't, but I said I'm gonna misbehaving. I on a windowsill, swimming in the creek. Catching crawdads and playing with a stick. I wore lipstick. And I got comb shaving. Just two, two little, little country, country kids outside misbehaving. We got, I don't think we got closure. Do you guys feel like you got closure for that episode? No. It was a fun episode, but like, I got no answers to the questions that I wanted, right? The only answer I got, like that kind of got was like, okay, we know that Amy Lee died after they were all grown, right? Like they... It seems like Amy Lee, the matriarch of the Gemstone family, passed away uh, at a time frame that is m- closer to current day than it is to her and baby Billy performing back in the 80s. Because remember, after that flashback episode, we were like, ooh, maybe baby Billy had something to do with why she died, right? Because the feeling was like, did she die in childbirth? Like, what was it? But, like, this last episode, it would appear that, no, given that scene when they're all in the hospital and the bee comes in and they, they destroy the hospital room. They could have saved their mama life if they let that bee do their work. <laughs> oh, man. Out here crying and just swinging at the bee. Yo, baby stuff. Billy out here selling the fucking talking about he seen, he seen Amy had me crying yeah. when he came back to life. He was trying to get that pressure off his back. I got it. We got it, Baby Billy. We, we got it, we Baby Billy. <laughs> he just kept repeating. Yo, my man, Baby Billy, 
came up on the ultimate bag, saw that the bag belonged to his family, and said, I don't give a fuck. I'm out. And got out of there. My nigga got his girl some new teeth. And she, she was fit. She had some primo. I was crying. <laughs> and 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 his girl his girl caught a body. And as soon as the heat came on, my man straight snitched on her. That shit is so crazy, bro. She said, uh, she said guys, baby Billy died. That nigga took off running. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that's just how I expected him. I expected him to mob out like that and be shysty. You know, he, he might be my favorite character on television right now. Yeah, no, I mean, look, okay, so so let's get our final definitive rankings. Favorite character on Righteous Gemstones. Who are you going with? Jerf, who are you going with? Who's your number one overall pick? Baby Billy, hands down. <laughs> Trey, what are you doing? I'm watching Inside the NBA right now, and they're killing yeah. Kenny because Kenny got hair all of a sudden. What the fuck is going on? Why yeah. does Kenny Smith have hair? Why does he have a hairline all of a sudden? Hey man, he got that LeBron. He no, he oh he, shit. He got the he tattoo. Got, he got the spray? Not the spray. I think he got the tattoo. Yeah, it's coming nah. in. That nah. hairline. Yeah, he got the nah. tattoo. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Come on, man, Kenny. Do, any, do anything love for a hairline. Look at me. Love yourself, Kenny. Look, look <laughs> at me. Look how I'm living, man. I'll do anything for him to get my hair back. <laughs> yo, Sha- yo, Shaq looks like he's nine feet tall, by the way, on this set. He looks like he's nine feet wide also. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, Growing that back out looks nuts. But my uh, favorite character is Baby Billy. But it slowly grew it. My man Keith's emergence. Keith. My man Keith. Keith I, I, I wanted more out of Keith's, the end of Keith. Like, I just, uh, I mean, I, I that, that I won't lie. I thought that was a little disappointing. I just wanted, I don't know what I wanted, but I just wanted a little bit more than that. I wanted there to be some sort of kind of like transition or something there. Uh, who you got for number two? You got, you got Keith at number two, huh? Obviously, I got Baby Billy number one. As honestly, well. no, no. Honestly, Judy's my number two, bro. Judy, man. She was right. Nah, I'm with Jesse. Jesse? Yeah. You, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong, but I'm going to tell you right now. I didn't expect Judy to, to like, cause even if you watch the first three or four episodes, she's there, she's all right. But like, she wasn't like my favorite, favorite. Like she was like, okay, you're funny. You got some lines, but as the, she definitely most improved beginning to end of the season. She, she shot up and you know, to me, you, you guys know how much I love Danny McBride, but Judy Gemstone, Edie Patterson, the, the woman that plays Judy Gemstone, who, by the way, is a producer on the show and is a co-writer on Misbehaving. Um, yeah, she, she, she took the number two spot. And at, at some point, I really had to think of whether I liked her character more than Baby Billy. That's, also, that's thank, you, thank you, Amin, for getting Misbehaving on Spotify. Oh, my God, man. I, do I take credit for that? Like, I don't you know. have to, because nobody else asked for that it's shit. On, it's on Spotify, ladies and gentlemen. You can go right now, and it's called Misbehaving 1989. I love the fact that they put the year in there as if that song was made in 1989. And by the way, I don't know if you guys know this, but if you go to YouTube, they have somebody. I don't. I, this is the greatest mystery of all. Somebody uploaded the uh, the quote unquote original children singing version of Misbehaving, the one that Baby Billy's listening to in the car. In the it's on Apple Music too. It's on Apple Music. Yep, added it. It's on. Mm. 
The, which one? The the the, the 1989. Oh. Okay. See, so that's that's crazy because the old one. This is a funny thing. It's like I've listened to them both a lot, and the old one is a lot slower. It's Mama told me not to. I did it anyway, Miss B. It's kind of more like a sing-songing, almost lullaby-esque, right? But when they sing it as adults, they jazzed this shit the fuck up. They added, they made the beat-up tempo. They dance it. And the words, even when you hit play on the Spotify, you hear the first words you hear is Baby Billy, come on, we're going to dance and we're going to sing. <laughs> and he gets into it. And then what I love about the Spotify version is at the very end, the, this is not on the YouTube version, but on the Spotify version, at the very end, you can hear him say, Baby Billy, Baby Billy Freeman. It cracks me up every time because the dude is just shouting his own name. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, no, Baby Billy's number one, man. I got to, <laughs> I'm back up. Baby Billy, yo, Judy, you you, you, you had a good run. You pushed, you, you, you gave him his money, but, but Baby Billy blew you out in game seven. <laughs> when, he, when he's, when, I don't even know if we talked about this the week before, when he says, circulate on that prostate. <laughs> Who wants to suck an old man? <laughs> yeah, that all the city's saying, city saying when he's getting his big suck was just fucking like it was insane. It was insane. I didn't want that episode to end. To be honest, I thought it, I wanted it to be like a movie at this point. Well, I mean, it just—I think it just sets us up for season two because we still have questions, right? Like, okay, how did she die? What did she die of? Uh, what did Baby Billy do when he was gone? What happened to Baby Billy's son? Right. Um, who was uh what's my man? The 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 uh, what's up party boys? What's what's my man's name? <laughs> party boys. <laughs> the one that died. Uh yeah. fuck is his name? Um hold on, I'm looking it up now. I can't even think of homie's name, but yeah, he was um shit. Oh, Scotty. Scotty, yeah. Scotty, bro. Who, who was who was Scotty, right? Like, uh, how did Scotty and Gideon meet each other? Uh, you know, all those things. So I think there's a lot of room, I think, for, for growth for season two. And, and you know, the, I, I, the one of the cool things I want to say is whether it was Edie Patterson, uh, basically Judy Gemstone, responding to my post. And, and uh, you know, I follow her on Instagram, and she, she she regrams all that stuff that people post in their story whenever they're watching, whether it's Keith hitting up Trey, <laughs> being sad that he wasn't higher on, on Trey's power ranking of, of Gemstone's characters. They seem really, like, I don't want to say humble, but they, 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 like, they almost surprised. Trey, do you get that feeling? They're surprised by how many people love this? Yeah. Uh, love this show and, and really responded to it. I mean, I'm pretty sure they kind of was like, yo, we're going to fuck around with it. Like, yeah, we got, you know, we got HBO to pick this shit up. But like, you know, like it, I, I honestly think it's kind of like a pastime for like most of those characters, especially like Danny McBride. Like, yeah, like we're fucking around with it. And, and if it does good, it does good. And like now it's kind of like, whoa, people like, OK, yeah, we got some conversation. And like, you know, the response is like, yo, this is my favorite shit. Like they're I don't I didn't know that dude's at. What is his name? Tony something? Like <laughs> Keith. <laughs> yeah, well, Keith, but I'm saying, bro, found me. And I'm like, yeah. all right, well, cool. Like, you know, like, nigga, you, you searching your name? Like, cool. So let me let me ask this. Let me ask this. He's not even searching his name. He's not even searching his name. Yeah. He's, he's searching his character's name, which is just 
next level bizarre, but also on some level, I kind of think it's kind of cool. But let me ask you guys this. You guys, you guys both watch Eastbound and Down, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. You, you guys both watch Vice Principals? Yep. Rank I did not see Vice Principals. Oh, okay. So, Trey, rank the three shows. Oh, man. I'm going to go Eastbound, Righteous Gemstones, Vice Principals. I go the same way, but you know what's weird? I feel like it's, it's gonna. It's almost kind of. You know what, what it feels like. You ever ask somebody, "Hey, who's the best player in the NBA?" and then ask them who their favorite player is, right? It's almost like that. Eastbound and Down, I think, was a better show. Like the laughs were harder. It, 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 I just like that show so much. But on some level, like I think Rises Gemstones touches a nerve or like hits something in, in people that makes you say, you know what, man, you may not be as good as that show, but it's still on, still my favorite. And I'm, I'm really struggling with it. Cause I love Eastbound and down and I love vice principles. I thought both those shows were hilarious. was dying. They're Eastbound and down, man. Like just especially that first season where he comes back to the school and he's just <laughs> April. <laughs> Hey, bro. <laughs> he's just kind of laughing and shaking his head. And then he started walking in the office, kind of like acting all sexy and shit, like, like she about to come get it or whatever. All those things, uh, you know, were, were just so perfect. But at the same time, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's the other way around. Maybe I like Righteous Gemstones. Righteous Gemstones is a better show because I had a better story, right? as far as the mystery and the drama and all that. And I think it also had more characters. Because, right? Would that be right to say? Because um, Eastbound and Down was very centered around uh, uh, Kenny Powers. Very yeah. centered around him. And yeah, like Will Ferrell shows up and he's got his cameo and that was really funny. Really funny, right? And yeah, Craig Robinson has his cameo and that was funny. And yeah, uh, Stevie, the... the but, those, but isn't that like expected of those those big characters versus uh, versus like now, like we don't get like such big names and guys get to like create their own... Well, it's not even the big name. It's just the idea that like as far as consi- consistency across the season is one you don't get that outside of really Kenny powers. But the other thing is you definitely don't get someone. There was nobody in either of those shows like Judy gemstone. I think it's a really important thing. And I don't even know like how many shows can do that. It's a really interesting thing. When you think about the idea of a character that is at first, like, okay, he's just one of the characters and you seem a little eccentric and crazy like everybody else and silly, but like a minor character. And then as the show goes on, like, her role gets bigger and as her role gets bigger, she's funnier and you want to see more of her. Like, it's like, no, no, I want to see more Judy, more Judy. What, what, and to the point where the last three or four episodes, we're like, okay, when she going to come with some crazy-ass line? What line, what's she going to say this week? <laughs> Give me that snowy white dick, right? Uh, I do sex. Uh, like, uh, what was the other one? Like, uh, Give me that snowy shave. white dick. is still crazy. Dude. I'm, I'm going to shave my mouth. <laughs> I'm going to move to Malibu and shave my mouth. Why? Because it makes you more aerodynamic. Everybody knows that. Like, these are all crazy-ass lines that – imagine sitting there and expecting, okay, when is she going to give us a crazy-ass line and delivering every single time, every single time towards the end of that, that season. So I, I think – 
Gemstones, man, it, it's special. I don't know. I, I think I still like Eastbound and Down more, but I got to respect and accept that Gemstones is just something different. Yeah. I, I think I think you know what it is. I think that in East and I love Eastbound. I thought Eastbound was dope. I I, I forget. It was only three seasons of Eastbound, correct? I no, it was like it was four or five. Remember because the last episode, the last season was or the last episode is when you imagine himself getting old and moving to Africa and shit. <laughs> it was a crazy. That see that season was crazy. Or maybe it was only three. I don't know. I think I think there. But but my point is is that. I don't think there's a baby Billy in Eastbound. And I no. think Eastbound was and Will Farrell's character was was dope. But, but he was no baby Billy. Yeah, he, he wasn't there. Like he was he was there for a couple episodes. And it was funny and he did a great job, but it just it wasn't the consistency. And that's why I think going back to Gemstones, like you had multiple of these characters, right? To the point where we can do a power ranking, right? Like, think about that. Like we had a power ranking and none of us had Jesse Gemstone number one, who was and he did a great job. Ain't nobody even saying like, oh, he didn't really bring it this time. He brought it as as well as he's brought it on any show, Danny McBride. But you had a, a situation here where you had other characters that were so funny and compelling that they managed to move up. Like, first of all, Baby Billy was a funnier character than him. And also, at least for two of us, and I think for a lot of people, Judy Gemstone. Like to a point where people told me when this series started that, yo, you don't love Danny McBride, but he gonna be your third favorite character. I wouldn't believe it, man. I wouldn't believe ideally, it. Because you watch it, you watched it for Danny McBride. Right. And if you told me that, I would have said, it's whack. Oh, he's going to be my third day? Oh, it must be a whack show. It must not really hit. And quite the opposite. It's like, he's great. He delivered. It was awesome. And he just were just a little another, on another level out there. What a show, man. I can't wait for season two. This is the worst part about when seasons end. You got to say, oh, man, when's season two coming out? No time soon. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> We, yeah, we, when did, we this, definitely not when, it, when did this like one start? Long time. This, this one was, started what? The summer? The summer started uh, like September. Yeah. You, so you know we're not going to get it next September either. No, absolutely. Later. HBO never does it like that. Like, cause yeah, it's going to be to a point where we almost forgot about it, and then that shit just going to pop back up. Like, you're going to see hey, trailers. We're back. Yeah. All right. So uh, that from a show that. We're, we can't wait to come back to a show that we're glad took a week off and maybe take some extra weeks off. Let's talk about power, but let's do it in the bomb overflow. So if you're listening right now and you're saying, what's the bomb overflow? you got to join the Patreon, man. It's not a whole lot of money. You get access to a whole lot of cool content. A lot of these conversations go long, as you probably can tell. And so we try to give the Patreons, the people who, uh, who are uh, supporting us, uh, some extra content to make it worth their while alongside other benefits like uh, access to early meet and greets with us at the live shows, access to pre-sale tickets before everyone else gets them. It's it's a hell of a deal. I think it's really worth it. You should check it out. Hey, guys, let me just say this right here on, on the way out. I want to point this out, man. You guys are great. You're very supportive. You're, if you're listening to this, you're, you actually pay to support us. And we really appreciate it. And we really love that. But I got one request out of you guys. And it's just not going to cost you a single cent. If you have a friend, pass them bomb. Pass them cinephobe. Pass them uh, uh, mailbag. Tweet about it. I don't care if you have three followers on Twitter. Tweet about it. I don't care if you have 
Yes. followers on Instagram. Tell Post a friend and tell a friend. Post it on Instagram stories. Tag us. We'll retweet it. This is how we get the word out. Because the more people who listen to this, the more support we can get, the better kind of quality product we can give you guys, whether it's live shows, whether it's audio, whether it's animation, whatever it is, right? The idea here is that we're trying to get to grow this thing so that what you guys enjoy and love, we can share with more people. So I'm going to try and do more of a, a concerted effort of reminding you guys that it doesn't matter how small you think your social media footprint is. What matters is that you guys let us know by posting and tagging us, and then we can retweet. And so that the world can know, wow, what's going on with this thing here where all these people are so crazy about this podcast? We want to be able to kind of take this thing to the next level. So we need your help there. Like I said, it doesn't cost you anything. If you heard something funny in the overflow, if you heard something funny in the, in the regular um, uh, pod, quote it. Clip a video of, of, of the audio clip and post it and tag us. And let's try together to all kind of chip in and try and grow this thing to where we think it can be, where it can be one of the, one of the biggest podcasts, I think, out there because – you guys see it. You, you know all the different podcast networks and all the different people have podcasts out there. We got something different here, something special. We want to make sure that this special thing continues. So please, please, please help us uh, by just, you know, putting the word out. Uh, this has been Black Opinions Matter. Motherfucker. My name is Amina Hassan. That's Black Trey. That's John Gervais. Rob Lopez on the ones and twos. Join us on the Overflow starting right now. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.